Iran and Trudeau's version of Canada, not the real Canada, sharing something in common. You won't believe what. (laughs) We got that for you. Also, more efforts to get you digitized. You know how we feel about that on this program. And Fauci lied, people died, like you didn't know that already. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Saturday, no, Monday. (laughs) It was a public holiday here in, well, not here in Malaysia, but in the state of Selangor in Malaysia, which is where I live, and it's the sultan's birthday. We have 14 states. Every state has a sultan, and we also have a king, but the king switches around. It rotates through all the sultans every, I don't know, what, five years, something like that? Anyway, it was the sultan of uh, Selangor's birthday today, so in Selangor, it was a public holiday. We all had the day off from work. So, yeah, that's why all day I kept thinking it was Saturday. It's not. It's Monday. Hey, yeah, it's it's going to be one of those. By the way, if my face, my forehead especially looks a little red tonight, I'm still uh, undergoing treatment for this wicked eczema that I have, and uh, it is kind of burning my skin a little bit. So if I look extra red tonight, that's why. It's not doing anything for all the wrinkles, unfortunately. But uh, that's all right. All the experience lines, right? All right. Let's get you updated on our favorite furry little Shiba Inu friend. Miko update. Miki, Miki, Miko update. I can go back to this tune because it's Christmas time. Me, You know, I just saw that today. It's like two weeks till Christmas. Holy crap. Two weeks. Wow. Unbelievable. All right. Well, because of that, I went back into the Wayback Machine. These are not from today or this weekend. Uh, You know, we really need to get, maybe next weekend we'll head out to one of these Christmassy kind of things. This is from last year, in case you missed it. This is our favorite little lady, Miko. And uh, she is our Shiba Inu dog. And uh, she's doing great, by the way. She seems a little bit under the weather for the last couple of days. She's been sleeping in her house a lot, kind of staying away. But the other thing is we get hardly any sun. Mornings, sunshine, sometimes. It clouds up around 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then we get rain and thunder and lightning, and sometimes that lasts all night. So, you know, just like you and me, if we don't get enough sunshine, we just kind of feel kind of bleh. And I sort of have a feeling that might be part of it. Uh, She just got through with her cycle. And last time, she actually went through what's called a fake pregnancy. Uh, Dogs, female dogs, will act as if and physically show the signs of being pregnant, even when obviously they're not. Uh, In fact, last time, uh, her, well, just to be blunt about it, Her nipples became very swollen. She actually produced some milk. She had a couple of toys that she was carrying around constantly, like a mom. Oh, I know. Uh, Anyway, so I have a feeling it may be partly that, because she's just finished her cycle, and she is showing a couple of signs. But anyway, let's get back to this celebration here. At uh, I forget where this was, but it was a great... Uh, set up for Christmas, and Miko had a ball. There's the family. And uh, 
it was just it, there was fake snow to uh, you can't really see it much in this picture uh if you're listening on the podcast go to our rumble video replay and you can check out all these pictures of miko and uh yeah it was great it was absolutely fantastic uh She's not actually in that picture, is she? <laughs> anyway, that was her a year ago, I think a year ago today. Uh, and uh, it was a, a fantastic time. This place was all decorated up for the holidays. They had Christmas music. They had live music and uh, fake snow, which was really, really pretty cool. All right, Amico Update brought to you, of course, by our friends at BarkBox.com. If you go to our special link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, you will get a free extra month when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. You can sign up for just one month, but if you sign up for six months, you'll get seven. Twelve months, you'll get 13. You get an extra month, which of course also reduces the monthly cost of your BarkBox, which ain't all that expensive. What is BarkBox? It is a monthly subscription service your dog will love. Every month has a different theme. There's a Christmas theme right now. You get a couple of uh, toys, a couple of bags of dog treats, and a dog chew. Sized for your dog, there's a tick box you can check that says small, medium, or large. And if your dog has any allergies, you can also click the check box and, you know, allergies to beef or chicken or seafood or whatever it is, and uh, they'll make sure that you don't get that. What you will get, though, is an absolute fun fest for your dog and for you. Uh, they're fantastic. If you want, check out the reviews on, on YouTube. You can just look it up. There's all kinds of reviews from BarkBox. They're all great. People are so pleased with this product. It is sadly only available in the U.S., U.S. territories, and Canada. They don't yet ship overseas. I know Malaysian friends out there. I know you want to get your hands on this thing. But at the moment, the only way to do that is either with a forward shipping service from the U.S. Or maybe you've got a friend in the U.S. who could, uh, you could ship it to them. They could ship it back out to you. It would be one way around. It might be a little more expensive, but eh, not that much. All right. So anyway, check them out. Get our special link. It's BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O, and that will get you this special deal. 100% guaranteed if you're ever not happy with anything from BarkBox, they will go out of their way and they will make it right. And uh, they're great, folks. They really are. BarkBox.com. And uh, the link is at the top of our uh, our show notes, which is our description down below. Check it out. All right. We got lots going on tonight. <clears throat> Actually, we do have a lot going on tonight. I've got so much stuff jammed into this show. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get to all of it, but we'll try. Um, the first one, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you followed the news from Canada at all, but this Little dictator Justin Trudeau has been absolutely unbelievable as far as uh, the way he's been running that country. And and I, just look it up. Trust me, uh, if you do, you will not believe the things that are going on and have been going on ever since this ridiculous pandemic started up there and, uh, well, around the world. But uh, the way Canada handled it was beyond belief. Well, <laughs> somehow this makes perfect sense. Iran is planning Trudeau tactics to freeze the bank accounts of women who refuse to wear the hijab. The hijab, or tudong, as we say, is, is the, uh, the head covering. 
that uh, Islamic women wear. Some, not all. Uh, the technique popularized by little Hitler Justin Trudeau against the civil liberties protesters. And uh, yeah, <laughs> a member of the Cultural Commission of the Islamic Consultative Assembly, uh, Hussein Jalali, told the media the government was planning to punish women who refused to wear hijabs, headscarves, in public by freezing their bank accounts. The government plans are mirroring a technique used by Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau when he's trying to suppress all these civil liberties protesters. Uh, he said that unveiled persons would get a text message telling them to respect the law and then enter a warning phase. And eventually, if that didn't work, we will freeze your bank accounts. Yes. Third stage, the bank account of the unveiled person may be frozen, Jalali said. He didn't explain what he meant by a warning stage, but he hinted that the morality police would be involved. I thought they got rid of the morality police. Anyway, other somehow they never really do that, do they? Other public figures said surveillance cameras equipped with AI would be used to identify the offenders. There have been protests in Iran going on for quite a while now against the hijab law, oh, since September, so a few months now, after the death of Masa Amini following her arrest for not wearing a hijab. The threat of freezing bank accounts is the same as what happened in Canada after Trudeau's government invoked the Emergencies Act to quash the Freedom Convoy protests. A lot of those who took part in or supported the protests had their bank accounts frozen. What did I tell you about this little dictator, Trudeau? Um, anyway, that's the story. The link, if you want to read it, is in our show notes tonight. And it's, uh, it's rather telling. Good old Iran and good old Canada. Not really that far apart, are they? Which is scary. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is from worldfreedomalliance.org. You know how, uh, I'm telling you, you know how we feel about the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and all that crap. This is a second link in our show notes tonight, and uh, you know what? I'm not even going to suggest that you read it, because if it upsets you the way it upsets me, you don't need that kind of agita in your life. Remember that word, agita? It's an Italian word. It means aggravation, sort of. Anyway, you know what? You can take my gas-guzzling car. You can force me to put solar panels on my roof. You can try and stop me from eating meat. But when you tell me I've got to euthanize my pet... You have officially crossed the line. The, this is in our show notes tonight, if you don't believe me. This is an absolute true article. The WEF wants to slaughter millions of pet cats and dogs to fight climate change. 
I'm not kidding. These idiots pushing this fake bullshit narrative of climate change, and that's exactly what it is, have now officially, as far as I'm concerned, stepped, not just stepped, but leaped over the line. This is freaking insane. The World Economic Forum recently launched a controversial new initiative that should have animal rights activists up in arms. They're calling for millions of cats and dogs worldwide to be slaughtered in an effort to reduce the carbon paw print they produce as a result of eating meat. The WEF, which has ordered mainstream media outlets to begin pushing their narrative, wants to introduce an international policy that would require the majority of pet owners to euthanize their animals. CNN, who is deeply in the pockets of the WEF, I don't know what they're paying them, always at the forefront of pushing this globalist agenda crap, has begun urging its... Listen to this. CNN, for the four people who still watch CNN, has begun urging its viewers to starve their pets to death in order to combat climate change. They published an article on their uh, website recently called Our Pets Are Part of the Climate Problem. These tips will help you minimize their carbon paw print. And in the article, the liberal sadists at CNN argue that the meat-heavy diet of many household pets is causing planet-warming gases to be released into the atmosphere. Screw you. Screw you. And if I weren't trying to be slightly more politically correct, I'd be using a more harsh word, which is how I really feel. This is beyond belief. This is insane. And this is just another nail in the coffin while these idiots at the WEF continue to try, unelected group of morons who are trying to control your life, my life, and everyone's life. And they must be stopped. Proposed policy met with outrage by animal rights group and pet owners who argue that it is unethical, unnecessary. Many also concerned about, you know, that there's the thing. There are people out there who are so freaking stupid, they will believe this bullcrap and they will do exactly that. They will starve their pests to death. They will have them euthanized because they'll do anything and they'll buy and drink any amount of Kool-Aid these morons feed them. Oh, oh, yeah, give me more, give me more. That's what scares me. Rational, reasonable people like you and I don't have to worry about this garbage. We just ignore them. But you know as well as I do, there are people out there who will believe this bullcrap, and they'll do it. That should scare the hell out of you. Read this article. It's from worldfreedomalliance.org. The link is in our show notes. And it's beyond belief. It, It really is. It's scary crap. They have officially stepped way over the line. 
All right, digital IDs, here we go again. You know, I don't know how to feel about this because there's an angle on this story that I might tend to agree with. It's from reclaimthenet.org. Texas Republican introduces a bill to force platforms, you know, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, if you're stupid enough to still be on TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever, to force platforms to receive an ID document, a digital ID from users in order to sign into the platform. Goodbye, privacy. Hello, data breaches, anybody? Republican State Senator Jared Patterson from Denton County, Texas, has introduced a bill that... Now, see, here's where you might get me. It would ban minors from having social media accounts. Interesting. Patterson argues social media isn't safe for minors. Well, have you seen... Have you seen the kind of crap that they finally managed to mostly get off of Twitter lately? I hope you're following that. Citing, among other things, self-harm content. Scary. Patterson proposed a new law that would force social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, those kind of things, to perform age verification on users. HB 896 would prohibit minors from obtaining social media accounts in Texas. Guy's got a fight on his hands. This is never going to fly. Specifically, the legislation looks to limit social media usage to profiles 18 and older, required to utilize photo ID as a means of age verification, and allows parents the opportunity to request account removal of their child. I'm really torn because in the case of like TikTok, as you know what I feel about TikTok and how what a nightmare piece of spyware that is, and you ought to get it off your phone and especially your kids' phones as quickly as possible. But at the same time, there's, I mean, Facebook is what, 13 and older? And there's a tremendous amount of... Now, not a whole lot of young people use Facebook anymore. It's pretty much known as the old fogies place. But, you know, there still are a a number of young people on Facebook. And, you know, for the most part, I don't see... I don't see the reason behind keeping them off of it. I mean, you know, I suppose there are some. But, I don't know. It's just... It's not going to work. This bill's not going to fly. Nobody's going to vote for it. Uh, I don't think this is the way. I guess that's that's the best way to put it. This bill is not the way. A digital face ID, some age verification thing, that's, no. Come up with something else, I'll be behind it. But for this, uh, no. There's just too many, too many holes. <laughs> yeah, there's too many what-ifs. And no, not enough, and then what? Well, look, we mentioned the Twitter story and the stuff going on over there, and I realized from some messages that I got and some comments people made that you folks, some of you, not all of you, I know my audience, you're very smart, you're very engaged, you follow what's going on in the news, not the mainstream media, legacy media, crap news, NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, all that crap fake junk. Uh, 
But if in case you're not aware, Twitter has been a buzz lately because they have released information, made public information, Elon Musk has, uh, through Matt Taibbi and a couple of other reporters of exactly how bad things were and exactly how controlling the government, the Biden campaign, Michelle Obama just today. It's just unbelievable, the stuff that's going on. Documents show how Twitter shadow bans users. I've been shadow banned. There's a place you can go online and check to see if your Twitter account is shadow banned, search banned, slowed down, you know, all the different things that they can do to you to make sure that you get no reach when you tweet. Well, we control the amplification of your content quite a bit. And normal people don't know just how much we do. This is the kind of screen that people who work at Twitter and in charge of banning you or slowing down your reach, this is what they get to do. See verified, active, notification spike, search, blacklist, strike count, not safe for work view. Unbelievable. A journalist, Barry Weiss, has released the second batch. And now, if I'm not mistaken, there is a third batch of files from the Twitter's secret blacklists. You must check this out. It's on Twitter. It's in threads. And you can read some of them go up to like 60, 65 threads. Uh, It is eye-opening, to say the least. And the last thing we heard from Elon regarding the next batch of information that's going to be pushed out there um, has to do with uh, good old Anthony Fauci. And it's supposed to be scorching stuff. Because, as I truly believe, Fauci is responsible for more misinformation and bullcrap during the course of this pandemic which he likely funded, um, it's a nightmare. I cannot wait. I've been checking Twitter every couple of hours just to see if they've released the files yet. They haven't as of this moment or 20 minutes ago, but but it's coming and it's going to be nasty. So if you want to find out a little bit more about how you are likely, if you're on Twitter at all, you are likely getting uh, shadow banned why people aren't replying to your posts or liking them or sharing them. That's likely why. Speaking of little Mengele, Fauci's uh, deposition, Fauci says no one from his office pushed for social media censorship. Well, eh, documents show they did. Yeah. He was deposed. Uh, he took part of part of the uh, lawsuit filed by Missouri and Louisiana's, uh, Louisiana's attorney generals, alleging collusion between government and online platforms to censor certain people's viewpoints. Uh, it's got details about Fauci's attitude towards COVID topic, topics that were censored on social media platforms. You can get the whole transcript of his testimony when he was deposed. Um uh, Fauci was deposed under oath November 23rd. During that deposition, he said he did not have the expertise to say whether or not COVID-19 originated from a lab or nature. 
<laughs> he, however, repeatedly dismissed the lab leak theory. Well, which is it, Fauci? Hmm? Several media companies also censored contents and accounts suggesting the virus originated from a lab, which at this point we pretty much know it did. Uh, then head of the National Institute of Health, Dr. Francis Collins spoke out against the Great Barrington Declaration, which was a document that provided an alternative approach to the pandemic. Their comments resulted in big tech cracking down on the declaration. Documents acquired in the case show communications between Collins and Fauci discussing how to suppress the document's influence. This article goes on and on. You must read it. You must check it out. And if you're not following Elon Musk, Matt Taibbi, and the gang releasing and revealing the truth behind what happened over the last couple of years at Twitter, and back even further in some cases, you really have to pick up a, pick up a, uh, I was going to say pick up a book. You got to pick up a website, go to Twitter, follow those people, follow those accounts, find out what's happening. All right, we got one or two more quick stories here that I'm going to get on to our book. And uh, we're going to completely put on the brakes and change subjects. Because we always end with a good news story. And I was today years old when I knew we made matchbox cars right here in my home country of Malaysia. My adopted home country of Malaysia. Well, get this. Malaysia is set to become the largest maker of Hot Wheel cars in 2023. How cool is that? No matter where on the planet you may live, the U.S., the U.K., Australia, wherever, India, if you buy a Hot Wheels car, there's a good chance it was made in Malaysia. M-I-M. Check it out. Look at that. Cool beans. I loved Hot Wheels when I was a kid. Fans of Hot Wheels will start to notice more of their toy cars carrying the Made in Malaysia tag. Malaysia will be Mattel's largest manufacturer next year in 2023. A press statement, Mattel Malaysia announced the toy company's largest manufacturing plant is going to be completed in January, just next month. Located in Perai, Penang, the plant's been churning out Hot Wheels singles prior to its expansion. Oh, check that out. Nice. Currently, the plant produces around 9 million cars per week. Holy crap. With the expansion, they'll be producing 10.8 million cars per week. 20% increase. The GM of Mattel Malaysia, Ching Chui, uh, Chow Lee, uh, said the expansion is part of the company's 40th anniversary in Southeast Asian country, Malaysia. And the Parai plant was established in 1981. Wow, it's been around a long time. 40 years. Fantastic. So yeah, there it is. And there we go. We will be. Get your hands on this exclusive Hot Wheels Proton model by the end of 2023. How about that? Look at that. Check it out. <laughs> All right, so we will be the largest producers of Hot Wheels beginning next year. 
So there. <laughs> All right, now I got one more for you. We're going to sneak in here. You know, anything about space has me fascinated. And this one is so cool. You're not going to believe this. Hold on, I got to... I gotta pause it so I can get back to the beginning. It's a picture. Actually, it's footage. It is from the Parker Solar Probe. I know, the one. <laughs> the Parker Solar Probe is studying, among other things, the sun. This is footage from that probe when it passes within five million miles of the surface of the sun. Check this out. And if you're listening on the pod- podcast, the link is in our show notes. Look at that. Look at that flare that just goes out. This is amazing footage. Look at all that. There's another flare just came out. You can just see where the edges of the sun would be right there. Obviously, they can't point the thing at the sun. But look at that. Look at the f- whatever those flares are that keep popping out. This is 5 million miles from the sun's surface. This is incredible, incredible footage. Wow. Unbelievable. You've got, you've got, if you look at nothing else in our show notes tonight, check that video out, share it with your friends, because it is amazing. Wow. That is incredible. The uh, Parker Solar Probe. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. All right. It is time to get on with our book. We are at the second to the last chapter of Bambi. If you're new to the show, we read books in the last part of our program. We've done so many great classic books. They come to us from the Gutenberg Project, gutenberg.org. And you'll find all kinds of free public domain books over there. It doesn't cost a dime. They might ask for a donation if you'd like to volunteer to give something, but you don't have to. And um, we encourage you to check it out. Also, we encourage you to look through the books there and let me know what you'd like me to read next. We haven't selected it yet. We have a few ideas. But uh, if you'd like to try and try and sway the committee's mind, and by the, the committee I mean me, uh, just feel free to send me an email, show at jsheldon.com. Or you can DM me on our webpage, The Jay Sheldon Show on Facebook, or any one of our other channels. Leave a comment, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, so we've got just two more chapters left in Bambi. This was originally written uh, in German by Felix Sultan. It's translated into English, turned into a brilliant Disney film back in 1941. I don't think any other version of Bambi the story has ever been made besides the Disney animation. It originally came out in 41. It's been re-released 10, 12 different times after that. And uh, as I always say, I I do specifically remember watching this animated film from Disney in uh, the Skyview Drive-In in Torrington, Connecticut, when I was about... I think about eight years old. So, wow. (laughs) Yeah, let's get on with it. It's the second to the last chapter of Bambi, chapter 24. The forest lay once more under snow and was silent under its thick white coat. All that could be heard was the cawing of the crows. Only now and then came the anxious 
croaking of a magpie or the shy, gentle, twittering conversation of the tits. Then the frost became harder, and everything was silent. And now the coldness made the air itself ring. One morning, the deep quiet was torn apart by the barking of dogs. It was an incessant, hurried barking that drove its way quickly through the forest, a sharp, curt, and belligerent yapping that made him sound insane. In the chamber, under the fallen beech trunk, Bambi raised his head and looked at the elder who was lying next to him. The elder answered Bambi's look, It's nothing. Nothing that needs to concern us. The two of them nonetheless listened. They lay in their chamber. They had the old beech trunk as a protective roof over them. Icy drafts were kept out by the height of the snow, and the tangle of bushes hid them like a dense grid from any spying eye. The barking came nearer, angry, breathless, heated. It could only have been a small dog. It came ever nearer, and now they could hear the gasping for breath at twice the speed, and through the angry barking they heard a gentle growling as if from pain. Bambi became uneasy, but the elder again said, It's nothing that needs concern us. They remained still and quiet in the warmth of their chamber, peering out to see what was happening outside. The rustling in the twigs came ever nearer. Snow fell from the boughs as they were suddenly run past. A dust of snow was kicked up off the ground. Now it was possible to see who was coming. Through snow and bushes, through roots and twigs they came, jumping and creeping and sliding the old fox. Immediately after him, the dog broke through. It was a very small dog on short legs. One of the fox's front legs was broken, and just above the break his fur was ripped open. He held the broken leg up high in front of him, blood spurting from his wounds. His breath was wheezy. His eyes were staring far ahead because of horror and the efforts he was having to make. He was beside himself with terror and panic. He was confused and exhausted. He swung round in a swiping movement which startled the dog so that he stepped back a few paces. The fox sat down on his hind legs. He could go no further. He held the shot foreleg up in a way that was pitiful. His mouth was open. Sucking in his cheeks, he spat at the dog. He, though, was not quiet for a moment. His high, shrill voice now became fuller and deeper. Here, he shouted. Here, here he is. Here, here, here. He was not shouting at the fox. That moment, he was not speaking to him at all, but was clearly calling to somebody else who was still a long way away. Bambi and the elder were both aware that it was him whom the dog was calling. The fox knew it, too. The blood was now gushing down from his breast and into the snow and built up a gentle, streaming scarlet stain on the icy white layer. 
The fox seemed to be having a mild fit. His shattered foreleg had no strength in it, and it sank down. But when it touched the cold snow, a burning pain shot through it. Arduously, he raised it up and held it jittering in the air in front of him. "'Leave me alone!' he began to say. "'Leave me alone!' he spoke quietly and imploringly. He was very dull, very disheartened. "'No, no, no!' the dog threw back at him in a malevolent howl. "'I beg of you,' said the fox. "'I can go no further. I've had it. Just let me, let me go home. At least let me die in peace.' "'No, no, no!' the dog howled. The fox begged him even harder. "'But, but we're related,' he lamented. "'We're almost brothers.' Let me go home. Let me die among my folk. We're, we're, we're almost brothers, you and me. No, 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 the dog said excitedly. And now the fox sat upright. His lovely pointed snout sank down to his bloodied breast. His eyes rolled up and stared at the dog right in his face. In a quite different voice, in control of himself, sad and bitter, he snarled, Aren't you ashamed of yourself, you traitor? No, 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 the dog yelled. The fox, however, went on. You turncoat, you defector. He lacerated body became stiff with hatred and contempt. You're just his henchman he hissed. You miserable, you seek us out where he couldn't find us. You persecute us in places that he can't get to. You turn us in. And all of you, all of us, we're your relatives. You turn me in, and you and I are nearly brothers, and you just stand there. Are you not ashamed of yourself? Suddenly, many loud new voices were heard around them. Traitor, called the magpies from the trees. Henchmen, screeched the jays. Miserable, squealed the weasel. Defector, spat the polecat. Shrill hisses and screeches came out from all the trees and bushes, and from the air came the screeching of the crows. Henchmen! All had hurried close, all had listened to the quarrel from the trees above or from safe hiding places on the ground. The disgust expressed by the fox released the old bitter disgust that they all felt, and the blood steaming in sight of them on the snow made them furious and made them all lose their reserve. The dog looked around him. You, he called. What do you want? What do you know about it? What are you talking about? All of you belong to him just like I belong to him. But me, well, I love him. I pray to him. I serve him. But you, you don't know what he's in charge here. You're painful, you are. You can't rebel against him. He's the Almighty. He's above all of us. Everything you got comes from him. Everything that grows and lives, it all comes from him dog was shaking in his outrage. Traitor! the squirrel screamed. Yes! hissed the fox. You're a traitor. Nobody but you. You're the 
only one. They danced around in self-righteous anger. I'm the only one, you liar. Do you think there aren't loads and loads of others who are with him? The horse, the cows, the lamb, the chickens? Some of you, all your species, there are loads who are with him, who pray to him, and serve him. Rabble, hissed the fox, full of boundless contempt. The dog could control himself no longer and hurled himself at the fox's throat. A snarling, spitting, gasping bundle, wild and whirring, they rolled in the snow, snapping at each other. Hair flew up, snow flew up, fine drops of blood flew up, but the fox wasn't able to maintain the fight for long. After just a few seconds, he lay there on his back, showed his pale belly, twitched, stretched himself out, and died. The dog shook him a few more times, then dropped him in the churned-up snow, stood there with his legs wide apart, and once more called out in a full, deep voice, There! There! There he is! The others were disgusted and flew away in all directions. Horrible, said Bambi in his chamber to the elder. Worst of all, the elder replied, is that they believe in what the dog just said. They believe it. They live a life full of fear. They hate him, and they hate themselves, and they kill themselves for his sake. My goodness. Wow. We have one more chapter to go, and then we are done with the story of Bambi. And we'll have that coming up on Wednesday night on our show. Be sure and check us out then. All right, that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you so much for popping in. Be sure to give us a like and a subscribe wherever you may be watching the show or following us on our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. We're on all the platforms. Just search for The Jay Sheldon Show and click that subscribe button. It's free for you, and it really helps us show out a lot. Thank you so much. I will see you Wednesday night. This is The Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. Snort. <laughs>